What's up, what's up, what's up, Snap Survivors? I am Tasha Pierce. This is After the Snap, virtual group therapy for everybody affected by Tony Stark's Snap. And this is week two of the second round of After the Snap. I'm Tasha Pierce and I am your host. And this week we got a few things that we're going to chit chat about. And um, yeah, let's just jump right in. How about that? We're going to start off with Disney news. We now know that on September 4th, Mulan will be on, available on Disney Plus, And that is an amazing thing. Now, the thing that might stop a few people from uh, from viewing Disney Plus in the luxury of their own home is that price point that comes with it, which is $29.99. Now, a lot of people are saying, hey, I'm already paying for this Disney Plus subscription. Why in God's name would I pay an additional $30 for one movie? And I'm going to submit this to you. Let's say you and uh, two friends chose to go to see the movie Mulan at the theaters. And now let's just average. I don't know what people are paying in other places, but let's just say average. It's eight bucks, eight times three, which is twenty four dollars. So that uh, eight times three is twenty four. Let's just say that between the three of you, you decide to get a bucket of popcorn. It's an additional $6. So there is $30 for one bucket of popcorn and three people. And I do believe that that is where Disney is getting its numbers from. Now, do you need help paying that 30 bucks? Then invite two friends and tell them, hey, we're going to have some snacks, popcorn and jujubes and whatever else it is that you guys eat when you watch a movie. And then you guys just give me eight bucks gets you pretty close to that 30 bucks because I, I honestly believe they they should not lose money on something that they intended to be a theatrical release so I see where Disney is going will I be paying that 30 bucks I'm gonna sure to hell try I get about thirty dollars a month from my other podcast wink wink sinister silhouettes and um I may use that 30 bucks for the month of September to watch Mulan on September 4th. We shall see. We shall see. I wouldn't be a podcaster worth my salt if I didn't at least try, right? Okay, so with that part out of the way, Mulan, available to diehard Disney fans who are subscribers to Disney Plus for 30 bucks. What does this mean for other movies that were supposed to be released under the uh, MCU label, speaking of Black Widow primarily, Black Widow, uh, of course, has had to be postponed, the, the uh, premiere, because of COVID-19, which has pretty much delayed our entire life, our entire world. <laughs> so it's completely understandable for the safety of everyone involved that these movie theaters do not show uh, Black Widow in the theaters. So does that mean that we may get Black Widow direct to Disney Plus for around a $30 price point? And my my gut tells me that we will get Disney uh, to release Black Widow, but that is only, only contingent upon the success of Mulan. 
if if Mulan, if some of the I believe sixty million people who have a Disney Plus subscription, if if even half of them say yes, this is going to be worth it. We will get this Mulan. I can guarantee you Disney will scratch its head and say, well, maybe we should put out Black Widow because if there's 60 million people willing or let's say 30, if there are 30 million people interested in Mulan, I'm pretty sure we can get 40 million people to subscribe and order Black Widow at I'm sorry, at that same $30 price point. So uh, don't quote me on that. That is me speculating. And, you know, that's one of my hobbies. So. That is what I think will happen with uh, Black Widow. Now, right now, Disney Plus is exceeding growth expectations in the midst of this pandemic. So there are it, it's growing. It's still growing. And right now, people are kind of pinching pennies. But if one thing is for sure and two things are for certain, we're spending a lot more time streaming. Disney Plus may actually be benefiting from this pandemic. So where you're losing and with theatrical releases, Disney Plus is still able to stay afloat because of, oh, I'm sorry, Disney is able to stay afloat because of the excellent growth of, of Disney Plus. Now, New Mutants. Are we really getting that this month? It's been put off so many times. Um, I can't see a reason why they would not just take this direct to video on demand and I think it was avoiding that because of the amount of money that was put into it. And, you know, you're not going to recoup it on any uh, sequels or anything. This is supposed to be the end of the Fox X-Men and maybe even the introduction of them into the MCU. Will we get that this month in a theatrical release? It's hard to say. I'm in Texas and... uh we're not doing too well with the handling the virus right now. And Florida and California are in the same boat as us. And I'm sure Arizona is not too far behind. So there are states who did not get hit in the first wave of this virus who are now feeling it. And, uh, and I'm in one of them. So do I think theaters will be open and New Mutants will be played in August? I do not. But I don't get paid to make these types of decisions. Again, I'm only speculating. But how many times can we postpone New Mutants before people just say, fuck New Mutants? <laughs> and I'm not trying to be ugly about it. I am being 100% uh, serious. Who Who is that excited for New Mutants? I'm only excited about it at this point because I know that it could mean something for the MCU. Not saying that I wasn't going to go see it before. I definitely was. I was definitely planning to hit the theaters to see New Mutants. But right now, uh, as far as if it came into a theater now, I wouldn't go. And and that's because um, technically, I'm still feeling the financial crunch of COVID-19, as are a lot of other people who are quote-unquote essential workers with our hours have been greatly reduced. So we'll see what happens with New Mutants. I've still got my fingers crossed, and I really hope that this one gets a theatrical release just to recoup some of that money that uh, was spent finishing this movie. Now, moving on to Amazon Prime news. That's right. 
the boys have given us a release date for season two. And that is also September 4th, which means if you're going to do them all, September 4th is going to be a very busy day. <laughs> so the boys release date is September 4th. And season two looks to be just as wild and crazy and exciting as season one. I can't wait for it. We will uh, maybe review episode by episode. We'll talk about each episode. I'll try not to be real spoilery about it because I'm not 100% sure how the releases go worldwide, internationally. So the excitement of the boys is going to be back on September 4th. And I'm looking very much looking forward to it. Um, speaking of things I'm looking forward to in seasons, uh, season twos, <laughs> Umbrella Academy has already been released on Netflix for season two. I did promise that we will do, uh, episodes by episode of season one, and then we'll get into season two together. How, how does that sound? And the way that we, I think that I'll knock out season one is on our, Friday night, Fandom Fridays overall, Get Vocal, we can do a live stream at 7 p.m. on Get Vocal. We can talk about Umbrella Academy Season 1, and we will do Episodes 1 and 2 this coming uh, Friday at 7 p.m. on Get Vocal. If you want to know how, you can join us on Get Vocal. You can look in the show notes, and all of that information will be there. Or you can just join me on Facebook Live, which is on After the Snap. It will also be simulcast to that platform. Going into our next uh, subject is streaming for cheap. Now, there was an article. I'm going to find that article and I'm going to post a link to it in the show notes. There was an article that was talking about how you can pretty much stream. You can get a nice package to cut the cord for 30 bucks. And of course there will be some streaming services that will not be a part of that $30. But if you're looking to maximize the potential for your streams, this is it. This is, this is how we are going to do it. Number one, subscribe to the Peacock. That a Peacock has Universal's movies and it also has uh, NBC's uh, lineup, streaming lineup. And that's for about roughly $7. So $7 will get you a lot, a lot as in, current, in terms of, uh, mus- of movies and television. And then add to that another $7. And that extra $7 will be CBS All Access. You'll get Paramount's catalog. You'll get all of the, the the channels that are associated with CBS to include Nickelodeon, BET. It's all the via everything under that Viacom umbrella. That's a lot. You get you're gonna get like The Godfather. You're gonna get a lot of good movies under that umbrella. So that is another, and then you get all this new track as well. So that is another. Excellent choice to add to your streaming package. Finally, you can get the Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus package for 13 bucks. So for $13, you're getting 
Everything that's on Hulu, all of its original programming and the things that are streaming exclusively to Hulu, you can get uh, regular TV shows either a day or a week after their uh, release on television. You can get ESPN Plus, which will give you some uh, some basketball, give you some golf, give you some baseball, I believe, and give you a lot of the Talking Head shows. And of course, you'll get the massive the very massive library of Disney Plus or Disney uh, movies and television to include all of the, the good animation from from way back to the way back. You'll get uh, all a lot of the MCU. You will get just that catalog of Disney. And that's enough, actually. So you're talking $13 for that plus $14 for the other two would be 27 bucks a month. You still have change from your $30. You can buy you a couple dollar packs of popcorn and, and make a, make a great weekend out of these three streaming packages for the cheap, for the cheap. And, you know, if you have a little bit more to spend, you can add that Netflix or add that Amazon Prime and that will, or add that HBO Max and that will give you some serious firepower to fight the COVID-19 pandemic. So those are just things to think about. And I thought I would add that into today's uh, episode for people who are looking for cheap ways to stream and to not feel like they're bottlenecked or held back by what is available on that single streaming service. So something to think about. Hopefully a lot of you We'll get into that. And if you choose to do something like that, or if you have better ideas, feel free to let me know. You can send me an email at afterthesnap at gmail.com. I am totally looking forward to hearing from you. Now, our last but not least is going to be uh, our Trek news because we got the Lower Decks premiere this past Thursday. And let me tell you, it's pretty darn good. I liked it. I'm not going to spoil uh, the Lower Decks premiere because I know a lot of places have not seen it yet. I am, though, however, going to tell you that it will definitely be worth your time to watch it. As far as this first episode went, it went to the heart of what Trek is. It gave us a lot of Easter eggs, a lot of callbacks to our favorite iterations of Star Trek. And I'm telling you. I can't wait for uh, episode two. I'm thinking that I will do a little bit of uh, spoiling on this, maybe in video form. So you guys will not be completely wrecked by me telling you everything that's going on in the Lower Decks. If you want to discuss what's happening in Lower Decks, you can subscribe to After the Snap on YouTube. And I will be... You know, maybe doing an episode by episode, just a talk back, not really just a deep, hard hitting review, but just maybe we'll talk back, talk about the highs and the lows of our Lower Decks episode week by week. Haven't done one for this week yet, but there's nothing to say that I won't do episodes one and two at the same time. Also, we know that uh, Discovery Season 3 is coming out October Oh, gosh, I forgot the day. I think it was 15th, October 15th. And uh, 
my question is, what do we expect from season three of Discovery? The last thing we know, and hopefully everyone who's listening at this point has seen season two of Discovery. If not, la 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 la, cover your ears, blah, blah, blah. So if uh, Discovery season two ended with our favorite crew being thrust into the future uh, on the wings of Michael Burnham, and they are seeing the, the past. They're seeing their time for the last time this day, it seems. So what can we expect when we get to wherever we're going? Now, when you look at the, the, uh, com- the trailers for Discovery Season 3, you're gonna, you see that they're still in Federation uniforms and they're newer, sleeker Federation uniforms. And you're seeing, uh, what looks like them being part of a regular society. Because I was thinking that maybe they were going so far into the future that there would be no Federation. And I was thinking that they were going so far into the future that they would have to start a society based on who they have on that ship. That they wouldn't be able to just integrate into a society that is already there. That was just my thinking. I don't know why I assumed that it, uh, they were going so far into the future that nothing would be the same. And I'm kind of hoping that that's the case. Uh, because then you have to create a society with the hierarchy of the ship. You, you have to be the Federation in absence of the Federation. Sort of like Voyager had to do uh, during its seven season run. They had to be the Federation in absence of the Federation. They had to continue to uphold those ideals. They had to pretty much still have the same hierarchy as far as the captain, the first officer, but they also had to look to those people as uh, society leaders, not just the leader of a starship, but leader of how they were going to govern themselves moving forward. And those were things that I liked about Voyager and that I was sort of kind of hoping to see happen in Discovery. But at the same time, I would like to see a different approach to being uh, so far away from the Federation that they know and love. So those are things that uh, that are intriguing me about Discovery Season 3. And I cannot wait to get some of my questions answered. Also, on the live stream coming up this coming Friday, we're going to talk about again Episodes 1 and 2 of The Umbrella Academy season one, but we're also going to uh, start a, a bracket, a bracket game of who we want in our Trek. And I know that, that this is like, everybody's not a Trekkie. We're about to get 23 consecutive weeks of new Trek. 23 consecutive weeks of new Trek. So Trek is going to be talked about. Trek is going to be top of the mind awareness starting, you know, now with with the lower decks. So because it's so top of the mind right now, I'm thinking I'm going to do a captain's bracket. We're going to do that on August 14th, which is this coming Friday to see at the end of our 23 weeks, our perfect team, our perfect 
complement of officers and uh, first officers and medical engineering, uh, all of that, all of that. And and the reason why I decided to do this was because uh, discussing Trek, one of my favorite, absolute favorite shows, they talk about all iterations of Star Trek and then they sprinkle in other sci-fi news. What they did it wasn't the captain's bracket. What was it? Oh, it was the, uh, oh gosh, I can't remember. I just listened to this the other day. Cannot remember what bracket they did or how did they choose their, uh, their crew. But they did something like that. And I'm like, I think that would be a lot of fun. And then I did something like that on Twitter where I answered, uh, who I would want for each position. But now, if we do it in the uh, bracket form and we face off captains who may not face off against one another regularly, we may get a whole different lineup than what I came up with in my in in my choosing of each position. So it's just something good, something nice to look forward to doing. Also, uh, that, that'll be, I'm sorry, that'll be the live stream. And yeah, we've got a lot going on for the next, say, 23 weeks <laughs> at, at the absolute least. And uh, hopefully you guys will stick around and hang out with me for it. With that, I don't have an awful lot left to talk about. If you guys want heavy topics and real crime and real, real world ramifications to a story, you can always join me on Sinister Silhouettes and I will leave I'll leave my website tcbytb.com in the show notes. That's where you can go and you can check it out and see if there's anything that you like in the Sinister Silhouettes arena. But if not, after the snap is all for you, we're going to do this again next week Sunday and hopefully you guys will join me. Also, don't forget to join me. Get Vocal or Facebook Live on Friday. August 14th at 7 p.m. We're going to sit down. We're going to discuss some Umbrella Academy Season 1, Episodes 1 and 2. And we're going to knock out that bracket uh, uh, for Star Trek Captains on the live stream. I'm losing my voice right in the middle of this whole thing. So with all that being said, because I don't think I can say much more, thank you for joining me this week. Come back and meet up with me next week and uh, I'll catch you on the flip.